Hey folks, Andrew Packer here. Welcome to Trading Tips. Today I want to talk about a different type of dividend investment, specifically investments that offer current high yields. They have some advantages and they have some disadvantages and for the most part they're all structured in a very different way than conventional stocks. So let's start with the first type of this unconventional high income opportunity. It's called a real estate investment trust or REIT. Now the beautiful thing about REITs is that they own physical properties. They might own an office building, they might own apartment buildings, or they might even just own mortgages and not own any physical assets at all. But the way they're structured, they're structured in a way with the REIT uh, qualification, they have to pay out 90% of the income that they make to their shareholders. Usually they're called unit holders or you know, the, the language is slightly different, but it's essentially the same as a dividend. It can be a little different for tax purposes, but for the most part, because they're paying out 90% of what they make, REITs can offer much higher yields than the conventional stock. The conventional stock right now yields about 2%. That's just based on the average of the S&P 500 companies. But if you look at the REITs, yeah, they're starting around 4% and you might get some that are up into the double digit percents. So getting into this 4 to 10% return every year in cash, hey, you know, that's a great and fantastic way to make a little extra money and do it with real estate. And if you're ever looking to invest in real estate, a REIT can be a lot better than being a landlord. You're not going to be the one getting the 2 a.m. call because somebody's like septic tank burst or because, you know, the, something flooded. You know, you're taking all the stress out of that. It's being managed professionally for you, and you're just getting passive income. And some REITs even pay monthly, so you can really get that landlord-type feel and really figure out how to build a portfolio that actually pays you exactly how much you want each month using stocks like REITs. Now, in my mind, there is one downside to REITs as well as the, uh, the other categories of companies that we'll be looking at today, and it's the fact that because they're paying out 90% of their earnings to you, if they want to grow and expand, they really only have two ways to do it. The first way is to take on more debt. And for debts backed by real estate, that's usually not too much of a problem. But sometimes the market has little fears of leverage or rising interest rates that cause REITs to sell off. Personally, I look to buy REITs when they have these big sell-off moments because those fears tend up to be short-lived. So you have some good opportunities to, to buy REITs at an occasional modest discount from time to time and near the higher end of their historic dividend yield range. But the other way that REITs and other special high-income companies can uh, essentially raise funds is to issue more shares. And you don't like that as an existing shareholder because they're essentially diluting your existing stake. Now, if they're being responsible and they're growing their assets at the same rate or more, that's a great deal. You're going to end up you know, essentially owning a more valuable company. Even if you own less of it, the increase in value may offset that by a little bit or more. So that is the power of real estate investment trusts or REITs. Now, the second interesting opportunity is in business development companies, or BDCs. These companies are essentially structured the same way as a REIT. They have to pay out 90% of their earnings to shareholders. So you can also get a lot of high yields, often in the double digits, and you'll also get many that pay monthly payments. Now, a business development company makes loans to middle market companies. These are companies that are a little riskier, they're a little smaller, they're hungry for growth, and they need capital. But they're also not at a point where they necessarily have the assets where they can just go to the bank and get a loan at a much more reasonable rate. They're usually paying BDCs much higher interest rates than traditional lending means. Or they're also too small to necessarily go public and raise money by selling equity, which is what a successful you know, smaller company will do uh, to, to go from being private to public and, and letting the owners essentially cash out and raise capital to grow even further. So BDCs are very interesting, and I've owned many BDCs over the years. And 
Like the REITs, they can be very sensitive to changes in interest rates because the BDCs essentially use a lot of leverage to make their loans. They're the ones that are able to access capital at a low cost, and they can essentially leverage that out by lending out at a much higher rate to some of these smaller companies that don't have the traditional access to traditional capital. So BDCs are another high-yield opportunity where you're not necessarily going to get a lot of share price increase because they too will likewise have to issue shares from time to time to raise more money and take advantage of opportunities out there. And it's been a very competitive space over the last few years. So that's been a bit of a challenging space. Now the final area in the high income space that you may have already heard a lot about are master limited partnerships or MLPs. You might have also heard of just partnerships or limited partnerships, but MLPs traditionally own various types of assets that are sort of hard assets. Most MLPs, for instance, are in oil pipeline infrastructure companies, essentially, you know, technology that's moving from one place to another. It's kind of a boring business, uh, but the MLPs similarly have to pay out 90% of their earnings in the form of dividends to their unit holders. Uh, the MLPs also offer the opportunity to pass through the depreciation of the company as a whole to individual shareholders. Uh, so, you know, there can be a tax advantage to that as well. Now, in the past, I've really loved MLPs, but in the past few years, as oil prices have collapsed and continue to struggle, they haven't necessarily been, I think, as good as recovering as oil's prices started to climb up a bit. So the MLPs, I'm not as excited about as BDCs or even REITs. I, I would essentially rank you know, these opportunities kind of you know, from REITs to BDCs to MLPs. But if you are looking for high income with the potential for some upside, many MLPs are still incredibly beaten down from where they were a few years ago. And they do offer, I think, the most upside of all of these unusual and high dividend paying asset classes. So that said, if you were looking to build a portfolio of these, you know, I would just invest a little bit into each. And I would just look to, to do a little bit just to increase your current income now. You're not going to get the dividend growth that you're going to get with a conventional company. But over time, you are going to get some benefits that you wouldn't get from conventional companies. Now, because of the structure of these companies, it's also important just to you know, review with your CPA, accountant, however you, you go over your taxes, because it can be a little different than conventional dividends, and the, the rates can be a little higher. And sometimes when these companies pay out their dividends, it's considered a return of capital. So you're essentially seeing your value kind of lower over time, which can actually lead to a situation where you end up having to pay capital gains taxes on shares that actually haven't gone up that much because you've gotten this capital back. So, you know, the advantage is short-term income that's at a much higher rate than conventional stocks, but there can be some downsides. So this is an interesting part of the market, and it's one that you should consider, especially if you need current income. So that'll wrap things up for this edition of Trading Tips. Until next time, I'm Andrew Packer, wishing you good trading and good financial health.